Blog Talk Radio. Good morning. My name is Jeanette Abney, and I'm the host of Precious Predicaments Blog Talk Radio. I want to first thank my Heavenly Father for blessing me and giving me the activities of my lambs. And also, even though my limbs are hurting, I am still making it do and letting it do what it do. By, by his stripes, I am healed. So, again, today I want to thank you for joining us for this topic today. Now, today's topic is one of those topics where we know Tuesdays normally when we do the show, from the pulpit to the couch, where you will receive biblical teaching, as well as talk to myself and others as they call in on the show as it relates to this topic. Now, today's topic has to do with friendship. Now, I'm waiting on Ms. Lynn, or should I say Auntie Lynn, to call in, as she indicated that she wanted to talk about this topic today. And it was interesting because over the weekend, I spent some time with my childhood friends, that people that I've known for over 40-something, really 50 years. And it was interesting, and it's great to see how they're doing. And sometimes we talk about friends and friendship. It means a lot of things to different people in a lot of different ways. And as we are aging and as we're seeing the way things are going today, friendships are very important. However, building and maintaining a friend or friendships is a skill that we that must be learned. Because I'm going to tell you, everybody don't know how to be a friend. It's kind of like that saying, give me my ball back, or I don't want to play when things don't go your way. I know my daughter always accused me of being a bad friend at times and how I may have ruined some of her lifelong friendships with friends that she had went to school with. But, you know, sometimes as parents, you try to let your kids know, try to just this camera, that everybody is not your friend. And that was hard for me to digest, especially as a kid, because I'll never forget when I was about six years old and I had a birthday party, and my money came up missing after the party. And my mother said, well, you know your friend took your money. I'm like, no, she didn't. She didn't take my money. My mother said, that same child that helped you look for that money, was the same child that stole your money. <laughs> and it's sad to say, but my mother was right. Because when we're talking about picking, choosing friends, I have some questions. Do you understand friendship? Do you know which friends in your life you need to keep? Also, have you had a friendship that recently ended or due to a breakup? And why is friendship so important to you? You know, as kids and as teenagers, they base their friendships on the number of friends that they have. And one of the things that I found out is it's not how many friends you have, how many good friends you have. I look at the quantity, not the, oh, no, sorry, I look at the quality of the friendship, not the quantity. I tell individuals, when I look at my Facebook friends, Half the people I don't even know. <laughs> or, you know, I was at the the Carson Jazz Festival on Saturday, and a person walked up to me and was looking at me like, oh, didn't you work at the post office? Mm-mm, never worked at the post office. <laughs> so, and like I said, there's different types of friendships. We have comrades. We have confidants. We have acquaintances. We have work friends. We have some individuals have family members that they spend a lot of time with and that they consider their friends. 
So if you want to join in on this conversation, Lisa just sent me something. If you want to join in on this conversation, give me a call at 516-387-1914 because I want to hear your thoughts and I want to hear why are friendships important to you and how do you maintain them? Do you just cut people off? I remember, like I said, when I was a teenager, oh, Lord, I had a friend one time. My thing is this. I'm a good friend. I'm a loyal friend. But don't betray me because I could be a violent friend back then. So I'm going to change some of my ways. Um, somebody said that I probably beat all my friends up, but not everybody. But I did have some challenges back in the day. So, but by that same token, <laughs> and I'm laughing about it because when I was at the um, El Torito's, I was sitting, or I walked in, and I saw a guy, I used to tell him, I told him how I used to make him walk me to school, how we had been walking to school since we was in the kindergarten, and that was over 51 years ago. And we just sitting there laughing about it. You know, so like I said, there are some people in your life, and it's good to have those people in your life, because you never know. And what role do they play in your life? Now, I'm trying not to, okay, somebody did call me, let me log them on. I don't know what's going on my computer. Hi, this is Jeanette. Welcome to Precious Speaking with Love Talk Radio, number N and eight four. How are you doing? How are you doing, Jeanette? I am well. I couldn't I couldn't muster up enough rent or whatever yesterday to do this topic. So I made sure that I did it today. So I, I did follow through. And I'm waiting on Auntie Lynn because she was the one that brought the topic yep. up when we was at yep. the um festival of we she sure did. She said she wanted to talk about old friends, new friends, and what are they doing today? That's true. That is true. And, you know, and it's interesting because when you talk about a friendship, because some people outgrow friendships, and some people have different yeah. perspectives. And it doesn't mean that you can't be a person's friend. You may just interact a little differently than what you did. It's like I was thinking about when I was at your husband's birthday party and I ran into Daryl Coleman. Me and Daryl Coleman used to walk to the kindergarten, you know, and I was just looking at it, and it's just good to see them considering that we've been knowing each other since we were kids. And some friends are parents because we either lived next to each other or the parents was friends. You know, when I look at you and Sean, and and I remember you and Penny being friends dinosaur ages, you know. Yes, girl. And Tracy does. <laughs> oh, that was a long time ago. So when it comes to friendships, what comes to your mind when we're talking about just basically understanding a friendship? Well, you know, my thoughts on that is I I take all my friends that I know from way back, I take them as family. You know, I consider Penny like a sister. You know, sometimes she be like on Facebook about, oh, my BFF, my BFF. And I get mad. I be like, girl, I see your BFF. And woo, woo. She like, she like, you my sister. You're not my BFF. Mm-hmm. You're my sister. It's a difference. And I had to think about that. Like, okay, that makes sense. I like that better anyway. That's why when Brenda said, you're my sister, girl. I said, yeah, I am. Let me shut up. Because that's how I look at them. And you too, Jeanette, you I mean, I was close with Angel and Boogie. You were always older than us. But, you know, when you was going to school, I always knew Jeanette's smart. You got to be smart like Jeanette. 
Connect you straight edge, net on the honor society. I want to be like you here. <laughs> and you know that because Boogie told me before, all she ever wanted to do was be my friend, yet she was my sister. And people would either put us, either they would put me and Angel together or put me and Boogie together, but they never really put all three of us together. It was always mm-hmm. separate. Oh, so that was mm-hmm. kind of, you know, and then it's interesting, but one thing Boogie taught me was you can have somebody that you call your best friend, but that just because they, they're your best friend don't mean you're their best friend. And I didn't Ooh, get that. ain't that the truth. <laughs> that is the truth. Now that, now that right there, close on. Because, yes, yeah, I consider myself a lot of people friends, but they don't reciprocate, you know? There you go. There you go. And reciprocation is huge. And it reminded me of when I was doing the topic. <laughs> it reminded me because, remember, I was friends with Kelly down the street. But I remember yep. one time I felt betrayed. And one time when I got betrayed, you know who I was when I was betrayed. That's going to be a problem. But mm-hmm. even though we are still you know, our friendship is different. It's not like it was when we were growing up, living down the street from each other. And, you know, and, and people have these types of friendships as they maintain these friendships. And it's like, what makes a friendship grow? What breaks a friendship up? You know, that's important to know. Now, a friend, as they look at it by definition, is someone you can trust and with hmm. whom you share a deep level of understanding and communication. You should be able to trust your friend. But everybody right. is not your friend. They're not your friend. You know, Sean, growing up, we've had friends set friends up. We've had people yep. kill people. My father yep. was murdered in 2017. And when he was killed, do you know the man's defense was, I didn't kill him because that was my friend? Really? But you what? Me. But that was, girl, that was the only defense he had. I didn't do it because he was my friend. When my and sister really told me that. I couldn't believe it. I was like, really? <laughs> I didn't do it. I now, that was, that was well, that way was, out. Mother, she used to tell me, Jeanette, you're a hot mess. You're a hot mess. 
or my family. Because mm-hmm. I'll never forget when she called me, Mom, can you come pick us up? Mom, can you? Richie calls his friends out. I'll be like, I'll be back with your friend. And he's been like that all his life. He's selfish. He's inconsiderate. The, the, the verbal stuff is horrible. It is horrible. Um, let me love this caller on. Hi, this is Jeanette. Welcome to Pressure Predicament. Blog Talk Radio. How are you doing? Number ending in 4 1. That's me, Sean. It's, it's Sean Cook. Hi, Sean. Hi. We're talking about friendships. We're talking about knowing the difference between how to make friends and knowing how to keep and maintain a friendship long time. Because some friendships is not going to last long time. It's just, it is what it is. People, you know, they, they, they grow apart. Some people develop careers. Some people, and, and you don't want to throw people away. I remember a friend of mine, Rick, said, one thing I know about Jeanette, she don't throw people away. I don't. I, I really don't. I may mm-hmm. not talk to people every day. I may not see them all the time. But when I do see you, you know I'm your friend. You know, I have right. a friend. When I was at the Brook reunion, and one of my friends, Lorana, I've been knowing Lorana since we was in kindergarten. And Lorana made a comment, and she said, all I wanted to see was Jeanette. I just wanted to see if Jeanette was over here. Each other, it's like when I had my 50th birthday, she was there. When I know she's doing something, I'm there. You know, if people tell me to be somewhere, I go. I don't do people like that. So when we start mm-hmm. talking about friendship and understanding friendship, we're talking about to reciprocate the friendship. And I know mm-hmm. we did about how, you know, because you have a big heart. And I remember when we became friends, when we used, we used to hang out down the street at my house. What do you do mm-hmm. if it's not being reciprocated? I don't, you know what? I don't know how to answer that because, you know, I'm, I've always said, I think Sean Blay, like she might know that, when everybody that be, that was friend, that's been friends to my family became family. So I call mm-hmm. it family cause, because mm-hmm. every person that ever came into my life became a family member. So we, my family treat everybody like family, whether it be good or bad. I ain't saying that it's always a good thing because a lot of times it's not. Um, everybody has their ups, everybody has their downs because you can't be, um, you know, you can't be this nice person all the time because that's not realistic. So you have to, you, you have to be true, truly supportive and dedicated to, you know, whatever comes with that. You can't expect the person to be in a good mood every day because that's not the way it is. So, uh, mm-hmm. uh, to be a true friend, you have to understand that. You have to understand mm-hmm. that you might call a person and they want to talk forever, and then you might call them and you can tell when they don't feel like being bothered. And you got to mm-hmm. accept that because you, you, that other person is not the person that's always feeling like that. You have those same ways too. Mm-hmm. So, and you know, say, and that's you, that's the same You are. Yeah. Go on. A lot of people don't respect other people's time. A lot of people don't respect other people's, the fact that they may have families. So it's not like they push the back burner. It's like, I've been in Oceanside for 30-something years, but I still go back to something. I get text messages from Joyce Lanes, and I always got Joyce and Annie and Rosie. I knew Rosie was, but I always got Joyce and Annie confused. But I know Joyce Yeah, they look like twins. They look like twins, right. 
Uh, but they're not. They're actually they're, they're years apart. But one of them went to school with me, and one of them went to school with Boogie. But Joyce always reached out to me. She always connected me. And even on my birthday last year, she went out. But when we were growing up, they never really socialized with none of us. So now, now, but yet we've been knowing each other and been living on the same street for over 50-some years. You know, so when we start talking about these things and reciprocating the friendship, now, when we start talking about friendship and our living, breathing things, your first people who are in them, you know, they say that, that they can change over time, they can grow stronger, they can grow weaker due to a number of factors. Like we said, personal right. life, people moving mm-hmm. to new places, changing jobs, getting married. Sometimes people interact differently. But the thing is, we start talking about these different qualities. We were talking about how friendships are reciprocated. You know, when we start talking about reciprocation, you want to make sure that you are being friendly to a person that's being friendly to you. Like you said, Sean, they move, may change, they may not feel like being bothered, and that's okay. That doesn't mean that they're not your mm-hmm. friend. But you want to be able to be honest and be able to talk about it like right now is not the time. You know, to reciprocate right. the friendship. Mm-hmm. Support. Support comes in a lot of ways. Always have to be financial support. Some people think, well, she was my friend because she didn't loan me no money. No, no. Mm-hmm. Maybe they didn't loan you. Maybe they can give you a word of advice. Maybe they can give you some encouragement. Maybe just because they let you come stay at their house for a week, I mean, you get to stay there forever and not pay no rent. You know? So you got to be <laughs> and you got to be able to communicate with your friend, and they also have to be able to respect and reciprocate what it is you're trying to tell them. So yeah, I'm asking exactly. You indicated like how do you support your friends? What is what are some of the ways you can think of Sean Ben in regards to supporting your friends? Well, like you know, like I was telling everybody, thank you. And Selena was like, "Girl, you know we gonna be there. We gonna be there." And like I said, that way when we do things, we try to support one another. I might not can't make it. They know I got my mom in there and everything, and I can't make it Mm -hmm. to everything. But I try my best to be there and to support and financially. Uh, uh, put my skills to use or cook something. Or I try to support my friends and the people that I love because I want mm-hmm. that. I love that feeling back. Walker was so happy. He was like, man, people really like me. I said, yeah. He said, these are your friends and family. I said, Walker, they're your friends and family now. You know, yeah, that's what happens when you stand up and you be that type of friend to somebody. And, you know, we are so broad. That's why we started our friends and family thing. Because we a neighborhood, but we we a neighborhood. Like I know your mama, I know your mama. Y'all mamas mm-hmm. was like my mama. Y'all mothers and sisters in the neighborhood. So mm-hmm. these are things that I grew up on. Women that could tell me, "No, I'm gonna whoop your ass if you don't get your ass." Amen. Those were the women that I was raised up under. Those were you guys' mothers. So coming mm-hmm. from them, you guys didn't be nothing but better than you know. Yeah. Coming from your mother, you know, and and I respect and love all of that. That's why, you know, I was like, well, Janae, Janae, I'm like, well, Janae been hanging a lot. She said, yeah, I'll be calling Janae me. I'm okay, well, you know, I know Janae living on Oceanside, but Janae back out here, okay, let me grab on her too, because, you know, like I said, I looked up to all of y'all when y'all was, when I was younger. I was older. I seen y'all do things, and Janae, I see you fight, girl. I mean, one time you had a fight, you had... That girl, you you were walking down the street in your bra. You done whooped that girl all up and down the street. And I said, oh, my God, she is a beast. But, honey, 
Wasn't it me and Boogie? You know what? You know what, Sean? You know what, Sean? Let me say this. Let me say this. And that this is have to do with friendship. My mother told me when you walk home from school or when you with your friend, don't you ever run off and leave your friend. Don't ever mm-hmm. do that. And that was not my fight. It wasn't my fight. I was with, I can't think of her name, LaWanda Young, I think was her name. I was with LaWanda. And they wanted to jump LaWanda. That girl didn't have, that fight didn't have nothing to do with me. She wanted Ooh. to jump LaWanda. And because they wanted to jump her, I remember what my mother said. Don't let your friend get jumped and you didn't try to help. So what happened was, I think her and Tracy had got into it. LaWanda and Tracy were yep. into it. And so that was their battle. That wasn't even mine. But I couldn't Ooh. let her. We was walking down the street. But, yeah, I remember that, that girl's neck was closed off and I was fighting in the middle of the street. I remember but, that fight like it was yesterday, girl. I remember that fight. I was supporting and protecting my friend. <laughs> I couldn't let my friend get jumped. And yes, I've always had fighting skills, but that was just that was that was the thing right there. I could not let her get jumped. So that's yeah, what my, that was about. Uh, y'all know, y'all know, my mama. She used to say, "If one fight, you all fight. If you have one fight, yes. and you ran off and left, and you gonna have to fight me when you get home." So your best that's what bet. That was about. <laughs> That was that's, that's what that was about, Sean. Because I didn't even know that girl. I didn't even know her. They said she didn't know anything. I didn't even know her. But she was so angry because she didn't know where I came from. She didn't even know me either. She and then that led to me and Kelly getting into it later on down the line. You know. Yep, I but that remember was, that too. That was not my fight. That was so not my fight. That was me being there for a friend because I mm-hmm. knew I could go home with knowing that me and her were supposed to be walking home from school together, and I watched her get jumped. That's what yep. that was about. And you know, you know, guys, um, I'm, and I, y'all know I'm being real. I'm wholeheartedly, everybody I ever met, I'm truly their friend and sister and mother. And, you know, I'm a lot to a lot of people because that's where, that's what I enjoy. So I always tell my kids, now I'm on that foster son the same way. Treat people the way you want to be treated. Mm-hmm. So I think that's the best friend in the world. When you put yourself in the other person's shoes and know that you're not going to like it, then don't treat the other person like that. Right. Yep. You know, and I, I, I feel that that's a true friend or a family member. You treat people the way you want to be treated. And mm-hmm. I've always told my kids that I've always thought. Now, like I said, I'm telling this father son the same way all the time because he does some things that's not quite right, but he wasn't taught. I'm trying to teach him. I'm trying mm-hmm. to teach him how to be the best that person that he can be. You don't have to be a great person, but be the best that you can be. You know what? That was my thing with my son, with Reggie. Reggie, oh, my God. I was checking my my um, video cameras from when I wasn't here, and some of the things I heard him say to my niece, and the thing, I'm like, this is horrible, you know, so which brings me to the next thing of about a friend is boundaries. Setting boundaries might sound like something that, ooh, why we got to set boundaries? But it lets people know where you draw the line. It lets people know. You know, I'm your friend. If people take my money, I ain't worried about that. You know, mess with my phone. Let's talk about 
take my man. Yeah. Yeah. He found the
So some mm-hmm. things is not acceptable. It's so not acceptable. I was talking to Sean um, Baylock Saturday. I mean, um, at the Sunday Sean Cook, where right. we did good at the festival, at the jazz festival, and we yeah. did good because we didn't be in because part of setting boundaries is understanding too what and who you're dealing with. Because if you don't know, you might let somebody take where you don't want to go. So you got to know you well as know them, especially when you're talking about a friendship. Mm-hmm. Now, the next talks about affection. Now, some people may not be affectionate as others. Some people may give gifts. Some people may give tokens. Like you said, child, when I read your text, I was like, oh, that's And I was talking to Jerome about it because even he felt comfortable and had a good time to where yeah. he might know him, but he was down the street for years. <laughs> it's yeah, you know what? Walter just said they've been seeing him working on the camp and everything. I had never really noticed him. I I did, but I I still didn't know him. I, when I really met him, he um when he came to something with Jeanette. But I actually he took for me to the to, is that the first time I asked? no I met him work for your wedding. No, you he no, no, came down to my house. Y'all came down to my house for the for the holiday. Mm-hmm. Yes, he was in the backyard. I he said one thing, if I ever got into trouble, the person I want on my team is Damon. <laughs> he said Damon is a good friend. You know, so it's, it's yeah. interesting how sometimes you just don't know how you may connect and bond with a person. So when we right. start talking about affection, now sometimes you may not always love a person. Sometimes mm-hmm. you may not like what they do. But that still don't mean that they're not your friend. Or that don't mean you got to throw right. them away. Sometimes you just got to let mm-hmm. them know. Because a healthy friendship is basically one that fills you up with energy and positivity. One of my friends, Byron Bobby, said me something about negativity. You know, sometimes you may have people in your life that want to have a pity party that's always negative, that always complaining. Mm-hmm. Sometimes you might not even want to be in that mood. It's like, come on now, not today. This is not today. I'm no. going to do and that's where boundaries is also important because they will know not to bring that stuff to you. But doesn't mean that that, that that makes them a bad person. They may just be going through some things. And affection, sometimes people need a little different love. Sometimes people may need to slap aside their head and say, look, you need to get your shit together. You know, that don't mean you don't care about them, but you're not going to tolerate or entertain that mess. But the energy and the positivity. Like, how do you deal with negative friends or people that you know? Ooh. It's like when they come around, the whole room, the atmosphere just changed. Oh, yeah, we got some of them. <laughs> we got some. No, for real. And you know what? To the most of it, you could ask me. I say, we see them, they're there, but we ignore them. Mm-hmm. Ignore them. You know what I mean? We don't even give them the energy. You know, if they not on no positive shit, we just ignore them and just keep on going about what we doing. If they mm-hmm. want to be inclusive, they'll act, they'll act right. 
They up pick up there ain't nobody messing with them though. Real talk. Right. And that is good to know because people don't realize that friendship can drain you. Especially when you're young and you're trying to make everybody happy. Even biblically they say who pleases everyone pleases no one. Because you're so busy trying to make all your friends happy. You got like five good friends and you guys want to go eat. Somebody might want McDonald's, somebody might want Jack in the Box, somebody might want Chinese, Airport. How y'all go figure out where to go? Because you got too many people's opinions. So when we start right. talking about and people start talking about trying to make, I want to be happy, I want my friends, I want my friends around, everybody's not going to be able to, to ride in your wagon. Sometimes yeah. you got to, you hear them, you see them, but you can't entertain a lot of that, that BS that goes along with that. John, uh, Cook, how do you deal with Individuals when they're being negative or draining or when you be like, you know what, I, I got to talk to you later. Um, to be honest, it, it's a it's a real issue for me. I I try to. I'm always trying to make it better. You know, I listen to a lot of it and and I try to flip it on them a, a lot. I, I have a couple of them that's really close to me. That mm-hmm. it's always a problem. They they feel like somebody doing something to them. They feel like somebody got um, problems with them. And they'll talk to me, and I'm like, I really don't. They're saying too much into this. I don't think that person feel that way. Maybe you should call them. Maybe you should talk to them. So I'm still trying to be the people pleaser. And that 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 becomes a real issue. But sometimes it works out for the best. I just had a situation um, about a month ago, and um, two people in our circle. The one person didn't even know that person had a problem with them and, and had not a clue. And I, I've i been talking to them for months, and they saying this person is, this is, this is, and it was not the case. It was only that's their perception. Mm-hmm. Well, they finally, I had to finally tell that other person, you know, this person thinks you know, that you don't like them or have a problem with them. And they were cool. It's like, I don't feel that way. And I was like, Can you please call them and let them know. So, yeah, I'm always trying to be the people pleaser on that, too. I, I can't stand it when somebody thinks somebody is always doing something to them. And, you know, that's just really your, your attitude. I mean, you know, I don't want to say the attitude or that's your temperament. Your temperament is mm-hmm. just always a little bit. You know, so, well, yeah. That energy, can, it, it can drive you crazy. My thing is sometimes it's not be the other person. It just may be you. Like you said, I can like, well, they don't like me. They don't even know me. Why shouldn't they like me? But you don't have to like me. Joe Osteen said it best when he said, when you meet a person, 25% of the people that you meet just never like you, no matter what. The man you can do, they don't like you. The other 25%, once they get to know you, then they may not like you. Then the 25% of that may, after they get to know you, may like you, and then the last 25% go like you no matter what. But that 25% is good. They come into your life for a reason and a season. No matter what, what you do, it's like you, you know. But they still really don't know you. They really don't. But we can't focus on whether a person likes me or not. I tell people this. Don't even say you love me. Show me you respect me. Because if you show me you respect me, then I know you care about my well-being. Don't mm-hmm. tell me, oh, you said I like you, you're a you and you totally disrespecting me. No, that's not cool. Because you're sending me mixed messages. 
And sometimes it's not even always about the other person. It's their own defense mechanism that could be projecting some things onto other people. And they don't even realize the form of projection. Now, when we talk about ease, a friendship can flourish only when both people feel comfortable around each other. You know, there's some people that just don't feel comfortable being in the same room with a person. And I want to say this, too. We have to learn how to let go of some grudges and mm-hmm. some mm-hmm. jealousy. You got people and I'm that the are first one. I'm the first mm-hmm. one to hold a grudge, to be honest. I'm, I'm, I'm just trying to say, yeah, I'm going to be honest. I'm the first one to hold a grudge. And I don't know why, because she always the one that bridges the gap, too. I don't understand that, because she, she will hold a grudge. Oh, she will. She got a grudge. Oh, yes, that's what she will. I will. I ain't going to lie to you. A long time. Yeah, well, well, yeah I will. I'm going to say this. I'm going to say this knowing Sean. Sean, mm-hmm. in my opinion, holds grudges because she's been hurt. That's her way of protecting herself. You hurt me mm-hmm. this time. And I want you to hurt me again, and you may not even know you hurt me, but I felt the pain because she's not going to tell you what you did to her. So that's why she, I believe, I'm not saying it's true because we never really talked about this, but that's why I believe no, you are right, for the protection. If you turn Oh, no, Girl, a little bit. Yeah, I, I had to ask for the door. Okay, I'm out. Oh, no okay, what were you saying, Sean, in regards to that with holding on to the grudge because it's a defense mechanism of you hurt me. I don't know how to tell you you hurt me. I'm not gonna let you hurt me again. I'm gonna stay away. I'm upset. The person doesn't even know you hold the grudge. I mean, really don't even care. They really don't. But really, really. But 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 when you really are a friend, you really do care. No, because the thing is this, what can you do to make it better? What can you do to make, once you forgive yourself, I tell people this in regards to an apology. I don't like saying I'm sorry. I don't, because my grandmother used to say, you look sorry. So the sorry Ah. is people say they're sorry, so you can leave me alone and not bring that up no Mm -hmm. more. So I said I'm sorry. And I remember Reggie was a kid, he was like, sorry don't mean nothing. But if you've done something and you know what you did and you know mm-hmm. you're not going to do it again, then it's appropriate to mm-hmm. say you're sorry. So, so I tell people I apologize, meaning if I've done yeah. something I was gonna say the to same offended thing. you, it was not my intention to offend you, I may not even know what it did. I know growing up, I hear stories about me, I'd be like, oh, did I really do that? Oh, did I? <laughs> I'm like, ooh, I was a cold piece of work back in the day. And I've apologized to people for some of the things that I've done, you know, because it wasn't my intention to hurt them. So I will apologize. Now, I will also apologize if it was my intention to do it. I knew what I was doing, but I saw after I did it how it hurt the person, and I don't want them to be mm-hmm. hurt like that. I will apologize. Right, right. Right, and then right. I, yeah, that's, why I, that's, that's why I feel. That's why I feel like, feel like John Cook. I was, I always looked at her like a big sister. You know, to pre my brother always, and Sue didn't like my mama, so we always were family. 
So when we had our little fallout, I was hurt. I was truly, truly hurt because I didn't even know where it came from. It came from my kids, but it fell on me. But I was genuinely hurt, and I was thinking, how do I get past this? Well, I went around still. We her not liking me, her kids not liking me. I still entertained. And when they did stuff, I came around. And a couple of people that did mess with me, they were speaking, whatever. I feel alienated, but I went. I did. And eventually, you say, y'all it I'm here. <laughs> you know what I yeah, mean? But- I mean, because, I mean, this is my only, like, when I tell people, I got friends outside of the neighborhood, but the neighborhood is my family. You know, like, we do, I'm going to see them half of the time. I'm going to be around them, their kids, or whatever. So I don't want that. I don't want that. I don't want that for my kids. My daughter right now still don't talk to sound cooking, and I don't understand why, but she holding a grudge too, so I don't understand. But I try to show my, uh, 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 you know, loyalty because I'm still loyal. I want them to know you were raised around these people. You were raised like these your sisters and cousins, and so I want them to see me be a friend, and then hopefully they will soften their hearts and become more of a friend. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And you know that's the thing though. Um, I've been, and this is something I've been going through in these last couple of years. Because I, I mean, this is just me speaking. This is not it, man, it's nobody's truth because it's just what I feel. I felt totally, and I don't know, I might have said this to Jeanette. I felt alienated when my mother died. I feel like everybody literally turned against me and stopped speaking to me when my mother died for some reason. Now, I'm not saying that I might, I don't even know if I did something or not because, you know, let's just be real you're not in your right mind but i did not i haven't i haven't hurt anybody but when you turn against a person that's hard to come back from and mm-hmm. everybody stopped speaking to me when she died everybody and i'm like literally it was over you know something that i don't want to say on um you know on let me let me say this sean let me say this because i'm i'm the mediator in this and I have a very strong discernment, but let me say this. Sean Baylock lost a father. She lost a parent mm-hmm. before we lost a parent, okay? Mm-hmm. I remember mm-hmm. when Mr. Moore and Mr. Baylock used to walk up and down the street like the Aka. Yeah, I remember. Yeah. When, when Miss Polidor died, Brenda was upset because she felt like mm-hmm. nobody was there for the Polidor. And mm-hmm. honey, I her later, I literally snuck into the mortuary where the dead bodies was going in because I drove from Oceanside to the mortuary because I knew I wasn't going to be able to make it to the funeral, but I went to go pay my respect. And they told me the place was closed. I waited until they drove in with a body and snuck my butt up in there. <laughs> I snuck my butt up in there. She didn't know that. And there were times that when Miss Pomodoro would be in trouble, and I would get a phone call, I would call Brenda. Now, I know she felt some kind of way. I know she did. I, I was told. But I would never hold a grudge against Brenda. Because me and Brenda, mm-hmm. Brenda was my right-hand girl for years. Mm-hmm. She was mm-hmm. older than me. But I knew mm-hmm. if I had a I'm going to Brenda. I never mm-hmm. knew how really felt about that. And that's, what, so I mean, that's what I'm saying. But at the same time, when you're looking for people to not just sit there with you. But, but, but let me, let me say this, John. Let me I mean, say this. I'm, I'm going to get back to where I was going with this. Sometimes okay. 
That's yeah, true. no, it's not that. It's just that I expect you to, you know, disrespect me for me, you know, for no. me. And 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 believe me, Sean, not you're not in that category because um, I'm gonna be honest, you ain't never turned against me that I know of. Even like you said, even with um my issues when it came to the kids, when uh, Sean Baylock, to my knowledge, has never ever to, that to my knowledge turned her back on me that I know of. But he yeah, said, I'm, gonna has, that on I'm gonna put all that on too because I remember when <laughs> we went to Vegas and did that thing. Who said, I'm going to kill you. <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh, Lord. 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 Mine was, 
and all you know her her demeanor and her her what do you call it? Um, oh my goodness! She, yeah, no matter how that no matter how she was, I I respected it so much because to be honest, she was the total opposite of me. She can say mm-hmm. no right then and there, and everybody knows she's saying no, but she's saying no to that whatever that is you asking her right at that moment. But she mm-hmm. would help a person and, and invite them into our house. We don't have a million people stay on at that at, at our house. Um, I, many of um, oh, you. Know, but you know, what, you know what I learned? You know what I learned? This is what I learned about your mama. You can stay here, but you ain't staying here for free. <laughs> well, you yeah. gonna pay your way, you do some chores. You go now. That yeah. I heard. Exactly. He ain't gonna let you take advantage of her. I was like, you know what? I respect that. I will help you, mm-hmm. but I'm not going to hit you and hurt you. You know, that's where a lot of people make that. And but that's she what did I let a lot of people stay for free. She did. She let a lot of her she friends wasn't. stay for free and, and take mm-hmm. care of them and their kids. Oh. But when we so, talk about, I mean, you going to contribute no, some yeah, kind of but No, but like you're saying, they paid in some kind of way. You wasn't going to mm-hmm. and be lazy. Her house was going to be clean. The, uh, she didn't have people stay there. That was where her babysitters when we were little kids. Yeah, like like she said, they're going to pay some kind of way. She was not going to enable, you know. Mm-hmm. Like she was not an enabler. Mm-hmm. She was just not like, with her walking to the bus stop every day or going to school. Let me tell you something else about a friend and a friendship. Predictability. While any friendship can flow over time, some consistencies of forward memento is necessary to keep it intact. In other words, there needs to be a clear expectation level of communication and connection when you have a friend, whether it means texting every day, calling every day, but it's predictable, meaning when you know something is going on, I meaning like I know I'm going to hear from, from this person, you know. So the predictability, also the vulnerability. You don't always have to be hard with your friends. I tell individuals, some people are like phony. They're like the, the great pretender. They pretend to be yeah. somebody that they're When you have a friend, your friend will let you know, you don't have to act like that. You don't have to be like that. I'm going to accept you for who you are. Good friends are very hard to, very hard to come by. You find somebody that either want to jump on your bandwagon or they want to just go for an easy ride, hanging on your cur- your, your coattail. Those are some of the friends mm-hmm. that are like, you're not really a friend of mine. You're not very friendly because mm-hmm. there's a difference with strife. With strife is when a person pretends they're your friend, and the whole time they're trying to destroy you. And right. you don't. No. Because and sometimes, that's, and that's sometimes the way I feel. I'm... I'm not saying that that's really the the people that I'm thinking of. I'm not saying that that is what they are, but I feel like that. Mm-hmm. That's the way I but feel. And that so, even when friendships change, you got to look at the change. Is the change for the best or the change for the worst? Are you causing me more, more? Are you draining my energy? Because friendships may not always be the same. It takes work to be a friend. It, it really do. And like I said, in friendships can change, but you've got to be able to communicate. You've got to be able to not take things personal. Now, understanding friendship is one of the most important skills that you can actually learn because we started in school. Now, I'm looking at something that's 
under the most studied impact human relationships have. Now, when we start talking about these friendships, we got childhood friendships, people choose their friends. I remember one time my daughter told me, she said, Mom, have you noticed that you only choose certain type of friends? Some friends chose me. Some friends I chose. I, I really didn't pay no attention to that, but she told me she brought that to my attention. But friendships are unique, and they're resilient. With most lasting the test of time, they are only the relationships that you can put calls on. Now, even though, like I said, and I know you guys talked about, about Kelly's name up and Tiffany McIntyre. I mean, there's so many names that I know. that These are people that I've known over 50-something years. I may not see them or talk to them every day, but I remember one time mm-hmm. my granddaughter asked me, um, why are you my mama friend? My mama only have friends that she can manipulate and use. When she saw me stop being down, she realized I ain't going to let her do that to me. <laughs> but when wow. something she knows if she calls me, I'm going to show up. But I ain't that type of friend. That type of friend I'm not. So but my goddaughter asked me because my daughter, my goddaughter started observing, observing how and people that was around and consistent. So I may not get invited to all of the parties. But the ones that you invite me to, I will show up. If you want me to come, I will. You do. How I right. am. I don't want nobody to feel uncomfortable around my presence. And that's why right. I commend Stephen. Me and Stephen are friends. And can't nobody break that friendship because we've been friends since we were kids. And mm-hmm. I, when I'm doing something, I'm going to it, I always try to bring him, invite him, to tell him, to, you know, because he is a loyal friend. If he's your friend, he's your friend. I'm that type of you, friend. So we try to find you was breaking up. I, I couldn't hear you who you said, Danette. Steven, Steven. Oh, okay. My, the phone broke up. I couldn't hear. No, it's about Steven. See, friends give you a sense of belonging. They can bring fun. They can bring laughter. They can offer support. They can correct and guide you. They can tease you, and they can love you unconditionally. Now, it would be unrealistic unrealistic to expect to get all of these from one person because we are all different. We all bring different things to the table. So when we talk about friendship, you want to make sure your friendship builds you and challenges you to be a better person. You know, I was listening to somebody talk the other day, and they were talking about three people you can't help. That's a negative person. That another one is the person that um, not only just negative but just drain all your energy and the know-it-all. But with that being said, when you have a friend, you want to make sure you can learn something from your friend. You don't want to be the smartest friend. You don't want to be the smartest one in the room all the time. But you want to be mm-hmm. able to learn from people. So make sure that your friends build you and challenge you to be a better person and vice versa. You don't want to talk about constructive criticism and have friends that, that, that just worship you and be at your – I don't Mm-mm. know. No. Even with what I do, who I am, and what I've done in life, my friends are still my friends. I don't get caught all up in the accolades of what I do. My daughter used to say, Mom, you just be bragging. I don't be bragging. I don't even know who even knows what I do. Some people thought I became a lawyer. Some people thought that I just, yeah, I should have went to law school. And my clients have told me, Jeanette, please do it. I'm like, I don't know if I just want to read no more books. But the thing was, I was always just naturally smart. I wasn't a big old bookworm and studying and all of that mess. But when we start talking about that, we want to work that we're helping people to become a better person and vice versa. And you should both gain positivity from your friendship. 
be draining. You don't want it mm-hmm. to be. So one of the things I want to say is we need to we need to check our friend list. We need to know who mm-hmm. we have in our life, acknowledge why are you even there, and are right. you growing. Now, Sean Cook, what do you want the listeners to know before we end the show today about friendships? What do you want them to know? I think the same thing I said, treat people the way you want to be treated. And if you're a real friend, it don't matter whether you're having a good day or a bad day, you steal that person's friend. If they give out anger, there's something behind anger. It's not anger against that person. It could be something that's going on in your life. But understand that when you're a friend, if, if that person is angry, you know, maybe step back on that day and talk to them the next day and say, ooh, you know what, you was in a mood yesterday. Because it's not against that person. It just could be that it's something that they need to talk about that you can't talk about when you're angry. So step back and give them a day and talk about it the next day. Because that's a friend. Now, a friend is not a person that gets mad at you for having an attitude and go the other way. That's not a friend. A friend is your friend every day of the year, 365 days. Yes, yes, yes. What do you want the listeners to know in regards to being a friend or even maintaining a long friendship? My thoughts on that is like she did. I want to be a friend to people that they can count on, they can trust, and they are understanding to what I'm going through so I can be a good friend to them. You know, I don't want nobody to think that, uh, oh, she didn't show up, she didn't come. She, she. I don't never want nobody to think that because, believe me, it's a reason for all of that. And I spread my wings out for, I consider both of you guys, Jeanette, I haven't been around you in forever, but you are a friend. I've been watching you grow up and looking up to you all your life, if you knew it or not, all your life. And to watch your sisters fall behind you, you know, and, and and like just like I said, I always wanted to be an honor roll. I couldn't understand when we got in junior high, they didn't have honor roll like they did when we were going to school. So I want people mm-hmm. to understand this. Those things set a foundation for a person. And if it didn't, mm-hmm. if I wasn't the smartest person in school, I finished school. I helped the pre-finish mm-hmm. school. I wanted all my friends to graduate. I wanted all my friends to go to the prom. I am a loyal friend, and I want people to be loyal to me. I know we over the show time limit, but I got to throw this out there. Shabela, do you remember when we were kids, you guys were kids, and me and Melody used to play school? Yes. And we oh, my God. Over. We took In the, the patio. patio, our patio. Melody was always the principal. Uh, we were teachers. We tried to make sure we educated the kids in our neighborhood. Kiki, Dupree, they, they used to be so mad in the summertime. Yes. Oh, we played school. And, it was and I'm telling you, Melody and I, we, when, we played school. When you and Melody started, Sean could finish. I ain't going to lie. She finished with our kids. He did the same yeah. thing with our kids. And I'm telling you, it's it's. It's reciprocation. It's the things that we got put out. It came back. You just brought that to when you said that. Because we used to take the school textbooks and we would play 
school, and we would make mm-hmm. the kids do homework, do math, and, you know. Yeah, yeah. all of that. Y'all used to all go to the house. I remember all of them. I remember Mel, we used to go. Y'all got y'all money? We get our money together and go to Bill's Market and go get bologna, cheese, yeah. <laughs> soda. <laughs> and that was our lunch. I remember, girl. Yes, I remember. That's what I'm seeing. My neighborhood, that's my neighborhood. My neighborhood mm-hmm. shaped me to the person I am today. And I appreciate everything and everybody on it. I respect my daddy because his family said, why you want to live in Compton? We didn't even, I didn't even know my cousins. I don't even have cousins that I'm close with, just a couple of them, because my daddy didn't take us around his family. He didn't. He felt Aww. like he was in Compton. They looked down on Compton. He sent all his sisters to school, brought them down here from Texas, sent them to college. They graduated, married white men, doing good, living beautiful and all that stuff. And we still here in Compton, you know? So I agree. For that, he did what he felt he had to do to raise us. He bought a camper because when he went to their houses, he, they didn't want no kids in their house. He took his camper and his kids everywhere he went. Amen. That's, you know, that's something I really, I, I'm, I'm saying, that, that is my neighborhood. When I say grace, and I, 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 like you said, I don't want to be one of the families that lose our house over there. Yeah, I want to stand, stand up as and long you know as what? I'm here and hopefully my generation. You know what sounds good, because I know we are over the time, but what sounds good to me, when I hear you guys say what you respected about my mother and for me to know what I respected about y'all, and, and you know, um, Jeanette, we and you talk about real time, but um, everybody know, I think everybody know that I love Mr. B with my whole heart. That man, I loved him. I loved his way. I loved the way he was I love a truthful person. I don't care how harsh it is. I, I remember him and Mr. Sandra walking up and down the street. They were friends. Him two yeah. were friends. They were friends. Cool. That man said what he felt and they meant what he said. I, that's what I like. I'd rather mm-hmm. somebody be cruel with him telling the truth than be fake with me and try to, you know. Even, just, 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 and it's funny, even no. when they could barely walk, I used to watch them wobble down the street to each other. Girl, wow. Mm-hmm. He walked him to the corner. If he's heading back, he walk him to the corner. Go halfway there and walk him back. My kids love him. My kids still love him to this day. They said all the time. They like it. Bruce and Courtney said this the other day. He had his little drink on the table right there, and he had stirred with his finger. With his finger. Yeah, that's interesting. Now, that's friendship right there. So that's like family. We learned about friendships. We learned about friendships from our parents. We learned how friendships were formed. We learned how friendships were broken. We learned how people had a misinterpretation of people. You know, and the mm-hmm. one thing is we kept it going on generation after generation after generation. You know, that's just like when we was at the play shop and um, at your husband's birthday party, and I saw RJ. RJ don't know me, but one time I heard RJ jump my son. He don't even know. Oh, they are. Yes, they are. We're ready. Right. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. And I told him. I didn't know I that either. You remember me? He was like, no. I said, I'm ready. I know he probably was like, oh, my God. Because he didn't even know who Reggie was. I didn't know that. No, I had to go down there and tell him. Don't bother him. That's his. He's being from here. His mama lived here. His grandma. Keep him over here. Y'all leave him alone. Yeah. 
Bye-bye. 